This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you all the latest news and information of special interest to new migrants settling in Dunedin. Welcome to Resettling in Aotearoa with Citizens Advice Bureau. No mai, hauri mai, kia ora anō. Welcome back to our monthly Resettling in Aotearoa show on Otago Access Radio. Ko Anna Tokuinga, I'm Anna, the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau here in Aotearoa, Dunedin. Guest today, again, back to carry on with the um, driver licence system in New Zealand is Craig Basher, National Technical Manager at Vehicle Testing New Zealand. Kia ora, Craig. Thanks for coming back um, tonight um, to talk to us again and carry on with this topic, which is really important. Um, yeah, so uh, I think we were up to when you, when you come for your actual test. Restricted test, yeah. yeah. Your restricted test, um, that, that will take around 60 minutes, that test process. So that allows the time for the vehicle checks before the test, driving test itself, and then the time for the testing officer to provide feedback on the applicant's performance after the test. So um, just have a bit more about like you you touched on at the end of last session about the pre-drive vehicle safety check what will they quickly look at there so just making sure your vehicle's up to uh, up to the right safety standards uh, you've got a current WAF that's clean and tidy that uh that, that that everything on the vehicle is working so you've got enough fuel on the tank to, to last on the test your fuel light's not not blinking away there uh your, your wipers are working your lights are working your indicators are working so so when you, you'll get met by the driver testing officer he'll or he or she will take you out to the car. You'll do a bit of a walk around, and and that's all. In, that's all um, in that sixty minute time frame. Then you'll you'll hop on the vehicle, uh, and, and you'll and you'll start your test. Yeah, cool. And so the the testing officer may ask your permission to have an observer company on your test, but you can decline that, can't you? You can, you can. And generally that observer is there to uh, not, not observe the applicant, but to observe the driver testing officer. Because, we, we you know, we, we want to make sure our driver testing officers are, are performing to the highest standards. So they're audited both by our own internal audit team, but also the Waka Kotahi audit team as well. Yeah, cool. And the other thing is an in-car video camera may be attached. Um, just tell us why this may be and, and whether people can have a choice about that. That, um, they, they certainly can. So, so we'll we'll um, if we do use a video camera, we will ask the applicant whether they are happy for us to video the test. If they say they're not happy for us to video the test, we won't video the test. It's, it's, yeah. it's that simple. Cool. Um, so the restricted test itself is split into two stages, total of about forty-five minutes. Um, yeah. Tell us about stage one and what it covers, and how many of the tasks you know accessible tasks are there. there? Okay, so in the in the restricted test, there's a there's a total of twenty five accessible tasks, and and we'll and we'll talk about those a little bit later on. But you know, right turn, left turn, stopping at a stop sign, that, that that those are sort of accessible tasks. So the stage one is about ten minutes long, and it's done in low speed conditions, so no no more than sixty kilometres an hour, um, and there's seven accessible tasks during stage one so and stage one takes about 10 minutes so you'll go through the so you'll go through the accessible tasks and the, and there's simple accessible tasks like there's a, a left turn a right turn there might be um you know uh, there might be a stop sign there might be a, a, a roundabout but it's it's all low speed and at the end of stage one the the, the testing officer will 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 get the 
person to pull over. They'll they'll generally do a parallel park, or they might do a three point turn as part of that as, as, as part of stage one. Um, and you're allowed one critical error on stage one of the of the test. And and we'll go through critical errors and, and what they mean yeah. a, a little bit later on. But if you don't pass that stage, that will end there, won't it? It does, yeah. If you get two critical errors um, or, or an, an immediate failure, you have a collision or something like that, um, then you won't go on to stage two. The, the test will be terminated at the end of stage one, yeah. yes. And people do have to realise, like, even my own daughter um, didn't pass that, but even though she probably was pretty capable, that she didn't come to a complete stop at a stop sign, you know, and she rolled yeah. off. So that was it. She she had to do it again. So, I mean, and it's not what, do you know the percentages of people that fail their first restricted? I'd, I'd, it, it's probably 45%. Yeah, so it's quite high. So people shouldn't freak out high. if they, they don't do it. It's a, just a good learning lesson. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a, difficult, it's a difficult test to pass, but yeah. then we've, we've all heard about the, the road toll and stuff like that because right. there are some significant consequences if you don't get it right. Um, and, and so... Um, it, it should it shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be too difficult to get, but no. it shouldn't be easy. You no. should and have you to don't prove want to be that a you're safe. But both safety for yourselves and safety for others that you're interacting with on the road as well. Yeah. Okay. So then, st- if you get to stage two, this bit takes about thirty five minutes. Yeah. It does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And how and many? That's, um, and that's done in moderately difficult situations. That can be up to 110 kilometres an hour, depending on what, what road you're driving on. Um, but generally, somewhere between between 50 and, a, and 100 kilometres an hour are the roads you're going to be taking on. Moderately difficult. Um, and, and what we're doing is we're looking for the candidate's ability to handle the car correctly, stay in their lane, and, um, and interact with other cars in a safe manner as well. Yeah. And there's 18 accessible tasks there, eh? There is 18, uh, 18 accessible. Yeah. So a total of 25 accessible tasks for yeah. the for the for the restricted test. You have to have completed 21 of those accessible tasks for it to be a valid test. Okay. So so we're, we're trying to make sure that we that we assess the candidate against a, a large amount of accessible tasks so that we can get uh, we can get a, a good feel for their competence in driving a vehicle. Yeah, and just to note the listeners that you can't do those stages in one and two in two different times. No, they have you, to be you done do, in a you single do one continuous forty-five minute drive. Yeah. Okay, so there's two types of driving tasks in this restricted test. Um, yep, there are. There's, one, a, there's, one is the there's an accessible part. task, and there's a linking. There's what we call yeah. a linking maneuver. And, and, and basically, you've got 25 tasks around a set test route, and, and to get to those tasks, you drive around the road. So the, the driving on the road is the, is the, is the, is the linking manoeuvre. You link from one accessible task to another. They're both equally important. You can, you, can, you can do something wrong while you're going between tasks as well. You can cross the centre line. You can, yeah. um, you, know, you can speed. You know? And, and I'll, I'll have to say you know, that speeding is the number one reason why people don't pass their driving test. Uh, and we'll yeah. get into that a little bit later on. But you know, during a test, if the, if the, if the um, speed sign say 50K, it's 50K. What yeah. trips a lot of people up um, now is there's so many roadworks on our roads and, and test routes yeah. are, are no different. than And so that's 30K. And you and I both know that when you're travelling along at 30K, it seems frightfully slow. Yeah. Um, but 
and, and other people may not be driving at 30k, but what I would say to the applicants is they're not on their driving test. Exactly. Uh, you are. So, so 30K, if it's 30K, it's 30K, not 35, not 40K, 30K. And to note here too, you can't go too slowly because that's actually why my son failed as restricted because he went too slowly for too long. Yeah, uh, uh, again, you drive to the conditions though. But, yeah. you know, so if it's it's wet and it's and you haven't got good visibility, you should drive. You yeah, should no, drive I think slow. he was just nervous. About yeah, again, that's probably that. That's probably what gets most kids. Most kids, or, or sorry, most driver testing applicants, are reasonably competent driving a vehicle. But on the day, the nerves got the better of them. Yeah. That's that's why for the restricted test, we do a stage one and a stage yeah. stage two. Stage one, get your nerves out of the out yeah. of the way, and then stage two, we take you into the more difficult driving conditions. So you mentioned critical errors earlier. Um, just just get a quick list of the things that are critical errors, and you say you're allowed two of them, yeah. In a, in a restricted test year, you allow one yeah. in stage one, and if you get none in stage one, you're allowed two in stage two, and that's still a pass. So critical okay. errors um, are, are where you've done something wrong of 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 note, and that and you and we mentioned a couple um, previously, uh, driving too slow and and driving too fast. So obviously you can drive so fast it becomes an immediate failure but a critical error for driving too fast for example is 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 you're traveling uh, you know up to about nine kilometers an hour over the speed limit for about four or five seconds and if, yeah. if you did that that would be a critical error if you yeah. drove the entire test at nine kilometers an hour that would be an immediate failure because because you, you've driven too fast consistently for across too long, the yeah. test. but other things um, like failing to look failing to signal yep, yep. Blocking pedestrian crossing, uh, incomplete stop at a stop sign. We mentioned that previously yeah. as well. So, so you roll through the stop sign, give yeah. a good look, but you're still moving. So, you want to get that jolt um, at a at a compulsory stop where you've come to a complete stop. So you yeah. feel a jolt, and the car will rock back and forth. Then you then you proceed out. So, yeah. so failing to come, and then and there's other illegal actions. You might cross the centre line. You, there's yeah. a, there's a bunch of other things that 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 would form a critical error. Okay, and now the immediate failure errors. Have you just got a list so of those? A lot of these are the same as critical errors, but they they are the next step up. So um, where your driver testing officer has to intervene, they grab the wheel and they turn you away from something, they, they jam the handbrake on or something like that. If there was a requirement to do that, that would be an immediate failure error. Um, having a collision. Yep. As you can imagine, most kids, most sorry, most applicants wouldn't want to continue a test if they had a collision. But so, if you collide with another vehicle or or uh, something on the side of the road, or uh, you um, you fail to give way uh, in, a, in a give way sign, and, and or people having to take evasive action, excessive speed, um, yeah, th those those are what I would call immediate failures. In yep. fact, that's what the legislation calls them. Yeah, cool. So at the end of this, um, the testing officer will take a bit of time, add up the test score, and then give feedback. Um, just got, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that that's a particularly valuable part of any assessment, right? Getting told what you've done right, and they should tell you what you've done right, what you've done, what you've done wrong, if you've done anything wrong, um, and they will also tell you whether you passed or failed the test. So, so at the end of the, because we run an electronic test, uh, test system, um, the tablet automatically calculates the, the pass-fail, so there's not a lot of calculation done by the DTO there. Um, but sometimes we, we we test on paper, and so if we're testing on paper, we have to, to add the scores up and to determine whether it was a pass or fail for the, yeah. for the test. Take advantage of the debrief at the end of the test 
um, you know, get the testing officer, if you have failed, to take you through why you fail, what what what's gone yeah. wrong, yeah. and that because if you you if you have a driving instructor or you've got a family member that's teaching you to drive, you can you can tell them what went wrong and you can practice those things, yeah. um, but also get them to tell you what you've done right. Um, and you also, might say you're a really safe driver and you just had yeah. a couple of errors and that you, you 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 didn't use your mirrors, you weren't you weren't you weren't looking at your mirrors when you took off. You weren't indicating properly in and out of a roundabout, that, that, those sort of things. Or things like your lane position too. I, I actually was a support person. My son wanted me to be in the car. My daughter didn't. But my with my yeah. son, I remember at the end, you know, and they t- just be aware of this, listeners, that they might talk you through all the things you should be doing better and you're thinking, oh, my God, I failed. But actually then they say, but you passed. But they're just telling you first all those yeah. things like you need to be in a better position in the lane. You know, you're slightly a little bit left, or you know, like, and you and you think they're going to fail you, but actually they're just giving you a really good feedback on what to work on. It'd probably be good to say you passed because then they'd probably take more notice of what you were saying. To tell you the truth, be upfront yeah. with that. Well, congratulations, that was a pass. But can I just take you through a few things that I think you need to improve on? Well, um, to be fair, that would be better. Yeah. Yeah, and, one, and the other thing is, is once you've told someone that failed the test. All they're thinking to themselves is, OMG, I failed the test. And then they've got this person going, blah, 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 blah in the background. Yeah, yeah. So what you can do is you can get your results emailed to you as well. Yeah, you can. And I would encourage you to do that because, yeah. you know, once you've calmed down or you've, you've, you've you know, or you've come to terms with the fact you've, you you haven't passed the test, and then you can look at those a little bit more dispassionately and, and decide that, that, that it's, it's um, you know, that what yeah. you need to do to pass the test next time. Cool. All right. Um. So there's a few rules around a restricted licence, but we won't dwell on those. You can look them up, can't you, on NZTA website. Yeah, you can't, um, you can't drive during hours of darkness and uh, you can't have um, passengers in the car. Um, you have, again, no alcohol, yeah. regardless of age. If you're under 20, you can't have alcohol either. So, yeah, so so it's called a restricted licence because it has restricted conditions. Yeah. Condition. Yeah. For, so for, next... for people who have a requirement to drive outside those restrictions, you can apply to the transit agency for an exemption. For example, you might work as a baker, so you need to get to work at 5.30 in the morning or 4 in the morning and it sounds of darkness. If you apply for an exemption, that's perfectly acceptable, and lots of people do, to drive outside the restricted hours so they can get to work yeah. or to drop a sibling off at school. Yeah. There are exceptions, and, and so I would encourage uh, your, your listeners to, to explore that. If, if you need to drive outside... The standard restrictions you can, but you just need to apply for an exemption from the transport agency. Yeah, cool. And that's a what colour is that license? It's sort of a weird yellowy green, isn't it? Yeah, yellow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so full license. Um, who can sit their full license? Um, and that does a little bit dependent. You can do a advanced driving course, can't you, to reduce it? Generally, I think you've got to be eighteen. You do. You and do. have it for um, 18 months. And yeah, so so you can get some exemptions on that. You can you can claw back six months by doing a um, a defensive driving course, uh, an and advanced most, driving course. Most schools do it. Well, I know the high schools in Dunedin do it. Um, I think some schools do. I mean, our competitor AA um, uh, does does. We don't we don't uh, we don't offer the the test um, okay. the, the, the that that course because because we do driver testing. So yeah, um, we separate those two. Um, so, so if you are so seventeen and a half, if you've a pre, if you've uh, completed an approved course, um, if you're twenty five years of of age um, and you've held your class one license for six months, you can sit. 
you you okay. can sit the full test. Okay. And if you do the approved course, you can knock that down to three months. So there's okay. so the, so it's different for people who are 25 years of okay. age. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about the um, the practical. You know, applying for that and the actual practical test for that full license. Then. So the practical test is we put 30 minutes aside. But about 20 minutes of that's the drive. So there's a five-minute. Again, we still do the walk around of the vehicle to make sure it's 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 standard. So you still have to do the same vehicle checks when you arrive to, to make sure your vehicle has got a current warrant, that it's clean and tidy, that, that it's not going to run out of fuel. So all of those same things because you have to bring your own vehicle to the full test as well. Um, and then you go out and there are, I believe there's eight accessible tasks for a, a full test, so a lot less than for a restricted test and the and the drives about half half the time. There's only one stage in a full test. And basically the, the full test is to ensure that the, the driving you've done while you're on your restricted license, the driving you've done while you're on your learner's license has has developed you developed good habits and you're a good safe driver on New Zealand roads. And is it this is the one where they say to you to talk about what you're seeing and um hazards you're seeing. Yeah, like, so oh, has, has, yeah. hazard Hazard identification and and response, and so that that's that's peculiar to the full test. You don't do this on the restricted test. So what what you'll be doing you'll be asked to do is identify a hazard. And I'll give you an example. I I see a uh, a car ahead of me, but it's not just what you see; it's what you're doing about it. Yeah. And then because then you would say, and I'm watching my following distance. I see yep. in the rearview mirror that there's a car behind me. I'm just keeping an eye on it. I see a young child on the side of the road bouncing a ball. I'm just keeping an eye on them. Um, I see someone approaching a, a pedestrian crossing, and, and, I'm, and I'm beginning to, to, to slow down. Um, that, those sort of things. So identify the hazard and say what you're doing about it. And is that that's not for the whole time? It's just for a certain period until they feel like you... It is. It is group. only for a certain periods of, the, of the full yeah. test, yes. Okay. And, you, and that's about 20 minutes? It's about 20 minute, a 20 minute drive, yes. Yeah. And anything in particular people should do for preparing for that? Just just really have been practicing driving and making sure they're following the road rules, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah, they've been driving on their restricted license. It's just, um, again, you can go on to the, um, the drive website, uh, which we mentioned in the last interview. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just watch some videos of 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 what happens on a, on a full test and then get a get a feel for um for, for driving i mean there's there's particular things like signaling in and out of a roundabout it's it, it, even if you drive with your mum and dad for a long time you might find that they don't signal in and out of a roundabout as 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 required so it it, it might be just to, to to brush up on on how you signal into a roundabout and how you signal out of a roundabout that that would be um that would be worth learning and it'll be the same things for failing that, like you know those those um, immediate failures. Yeah, yeah, the, the same the same immediate failures. There's 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 one slight difference. If you roll through and don't come to a complete stop at a stop sign on the restricted test, it's a critical error. If you do the same thing on a on the full test, it's a it's an immediate failure error because at that stage you are meant to have nailed the ability to stop at a stop sign because you've been driving on your restricted for long enough to, that you yeah. can't a complete stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so what happens at the end of that test? So at the end of that test, we will again issue you with a temporary licence. We'll take your restricted licence off you and we'll issue you with a paper 
paper uh, a full license. And then the same thing that ha happened in the restricted test, your license gets sent off, uh, a full license is, is created and that's green. Um, and you'll get that in the post in a, about 10 business days later. And you have to give back your other one, don't you? You're not allowed to keep it. You do. You have to give it. Yeah, we, we take your restricted off you. Yeah. yeah. And so um, are there any restrictions on a full licence? No. Um, I mean, the only restrictions is drive to the conditions. Yeah. So just because just the speed limit says 100k doesn't mean you just drive at 100k if, if it's if you're poor visibility or wet. And, and we've seen a whole lot of flooding around New Zealand at the moment. So you can imagine the average speed New Zealand's gone down quite a bit. So there's no actual restrictions. The restrictions are just drive to the conditions. Yeah. And what about what vehicles can be driven? Finally, that's probably the last thing we need to tell the listeners is what vehicles can be driven on a full licence. So you can drive vehicles up to about six tonne. It's it's uh, it doesn't What's fit an in with what, of that? Yeah, so you can drive a big camper van, for example. Oh yeah. Um, you can drive uh, uh, cars. You can drive tractors. And again, go online and see what and see because there's a table and it it takes you through a through a through a bunch. You know, any tractor less not weighing more than six thousand kilograms, or you can drive agricultural tractors. You can drive vehicles up to eighteen thousand kilograms. Based around, but but for for most for most people, you can drive all cars and you can drive and you can drive camper vans and and small trucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one last thing I thought we might have just mentioned earlier is that if you're um, if you if you're under if you're on a restricted, you can drive with your spouse, can't you? You can. That, so that's um, even if they haven't got a license, you're allowed to take them as a passenger if you're married. Yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's covered um, the whole system, you know, and um, hopefully that's been helpful to our listeners. Um, just remember, everyone, that it's Citizens Advice Bureau Dunedin. We are all about people knowing and understanding their rights. Our service is free and it's for anyone. It's confidential. Um, you can call us 471-6166 directly or use our nationwide free phone 0800 we're at 155 Rogers House, um, and we've also got a website, www.cab.org.nz, which got answers to thousands of questions, also a community directory with over 500 local services and organisations on it. You can email us inquiries too. Um, there's an, um, available on our website. There's email us. Um, also, follow us on Facebook, Kev Dunedin, and Instagram, citizens.advice.dunedin. Thank you, uh, Domi, for hosting us, Targo Access Radio, and to our listeners for tuning in. Namihi ka, namihi kia Craig, joining us again today um, and, and um, finishing off that talk and information about the car licensing system, which I'm sure the listeners have found very useful. So um, appreciate that. Noho oramai, stay well. Natiwa. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.